0: good morning it's good to be with you this morning on these uh new chilly days you know it's uh we're getting into fall um as somebody who hates cold weather with every fiber of my being just be prepared friends to hear me complain nonstop for the next few months so let's just we're going to journey together through this winter we're going to make it we may not feel like we're going to survive but we're going to survive so here we are in winter uh it's really not even that cold. I'm just a baby. So we're, we're resuming today with Acts. We're continuing uh, in Acts chapter 20. We're going to be reading Acts 20, verses 7 through 12. That's Acts 20, 7 through 12. On the first day of the week when we met to break bread, Paul was holding this, the discussion with them. Since he intended to leave the next day, and he continued speaking until midnight. Sounds like more than a, a discussion, doesn't it? That's my kind of discussion, right? Just keep talking till midnight. There were many lamps in the room upstairs where we were meeting. A young man named Asychus, who was sitting in the window, began to sink off to a deep sleep when Paul still talked longer. When talk, Paul talked still longer. Overcome by sleep, he fell to the ground three four floors below and was picked up dead. But Paul went down and bending over him, took him in his arms and said, do not be alarmed for his life is in him. Then Paul went upstairs. And after he had broken bread and eaten, he continued to converse with them until dawn. Then he left. Meanwhile, they had taken the boy alive and were not a little comforted. So um, this is one of those. uh, There's always stories in Scripture. um, The two that I can think of off the top of my head are um, uh, this one and Balaam in the Old Testament, which are kind of preacher jokes. You know, um, if you're familiar with the story of Balaam, that's a story where Balaam is... um, going to actually he had been paid to curse Israel and his donkey is trying to stop him from doing this so at one point the donkey speaks and says you know there's an angel in front of you if you keep going this angel's going to get you and uh, of course the funny part of the story is Balaam then proceeds to have a conversation with the donkey instead of saying hey wait how are you talking to me anyway the joke among preachers if, if the Lord can speak to Balaam's donkey he can speak to anybody so that's always a, a good joke we preachers like that. Um it's often true. If the Lord can speak to Balaam's talking, he can speak to anybody. And today we have the story of the long uh, we we talk about this as being a lot long, the long-winded preacher. You know, Paul is um Paul is preaching so long what it says is not is it says he's not preaching. He says he is um holding a discussion with them. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start calling my long sermons the fact that I'm holding a discussion uh with my people that just goes on for many. Many, many, many hours. But um Paul here is is preaching and teaching. And it says this uh, young boy falls asleep and falls down three. I said he falls down um uh three floors below and is picked up dead. He's he's dead, dead as a door now. He's done. Um Paul went goes over to him, bends him up, um, and says his life's still in him, and um and then the next day the boy is um okay. Um something Interesting. Um, and it's one of those things in scripture. It's always good for us to see and understand when you see certain things there in the Bible, these certain things always mean something. And one of these things is notice here. Um, verse seven, on the first day of the week, when he went to break, when he when we met to break bread, Paul's holding discussion with them, And then it says again um Paul went upstairs, after he had broken bread and eaten, he continued to converse with them until dawn, and then he left. Okay, so was Paul just hungry? Uh, does Luke really want you to know that Paul wanted a sandwich? Is that, is that what it means here when it talks about the breaking bread? No, remember in the Bible, particularly, particularly in the New Testament, every time you hear the words speak of someone breaking bread, uh, Paul here breaking bread, and particularly in Acts. When Paul breaks bread here, this is communion. This is not just symbolic of communion, but this is communion. In other places, particularly in the Gospels, when we see Jesus break bread, think about how many times, and think about the walk to Emmaus, when Jesus is walking with uh, the two disciples, and it says they get to Emmaus, and Jesus went inside with them and explained the scriptures, and then it said he broke bread. These are always um, allusions to our... Symbols of are, are hearkenings to the gift of Holy Communion. Um, and. These are not. Accidental inclusions, particularly here in this story here twice, it's mentioned now on the first day of the week when we went to bake bread, got to remember um, Sunday. In the Roman culture, was the first day of the week. It was their Monday. You know, we think of the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. For them, uh, Saturday was the Jewish Sabbath, um, and then Sunday was a work day. So they met on Sunday. This We begin to see, even now, the church began to move towards Sunday as its day of worship because of the resurrection. So we met on the first day to um, break bread, to communion. He's teaching, discussion, discussing with them. But then he continues the discussion. And it says that he broke bread and ate. So this was not Paul just having a sandwich. This was Paul taking communion. This is Paul taking communion. And uh, one of the um, highlights of my week each week is when our staff meets for staff meeting on Tuesdays. We take communion. And communion is one of those things that... um, particularly Protestants. Uh, We sometimes, you know, want to do it, but we don't want to do it too frequently because we don't want to lose its powers, what we like to say, or lose its sacredness. But um, John Wesley wrote a sermon called On the Duty of Constant Communion. Wesley thought that we Methodists should take communion every time we gather together. The taking of communion was an important, super important thing to Wesley. And, um, you know, for us as Christians today, uh, communion is really the height, to me, and I think I stand in the scope of church history on this one, communion really is the height of Christian worship, uh, as powerful as the preaching of the word is, and, you know, Calvin said the church is where the, church, where, the sacraments, where the word is proclaimed and the sacraments are duly administered, so I don't want to take away from the importance of preaching or the importance of worship, the importance of music, but... When we come together, when we gather around the table, whenever we break the bread of Christ together and we eat and we drink and we remember his death and resurrection. Just like the boy in this story, we are healed. We are healed. There's a healing to our soul. That encounters when we take communion. You know, the old one of the old English words for um a clergy person is the word curate. You may have heard that word before, curate, uh, the cure of the soul. And much like the um boy in the story, our souls are in need of curing. But the illness of our souls is not a uh, a physical illness, it's not the cold or the flu, but the illness of our souls is sickness. We are, I mean, it's sin rather. It's sin is the sickness of our souls. And things like communion, what Wesley called the means of grace, when, you know, we have five of them in our Methodist tradition communion, uh, searching the scriptures, fasting, praying, conferencing. Um, Prayer. I gotta I'll tell me scripture, reading scripture, um, prayer, fasting, communion, and conferencing. Um, uh, these things, they uh they are things that when we do, God cures the soul, God gives us grace, God makes us holy. You know. So um I I think we can make fun of Paul for his long-winded preaching, which um I've had many of my friends throughout my life do that to me, make fun of my long-winded preaching. what's the old joke? There's a there's a There's a thin line between a long sermon and a hostage situation. So, um, you know, many of of my churches have felt like they've been there. Um, But as much as we can laugh at that and, and find the humor in that, I think the greater takeaway from this is the fact that our souls, our souls need the healing that comes from God's grace. This young boy is brought to life in the midst of communion, brought back to life rather, in the midst of communion. And our souls as well are brought to life with the taking of the elements of communion. So I would encourage you, take it seriously, take it joyously. I look forward every time we gather together and worship to take communion. I look forward to the times of taking um, thinking of with my staff. I've been known to slip off and find a noontime communion, sometimes out of St. Andrews Cathedral, downtown Jackson. Um we can't take it too often, and it can't mean too much to us. So this child was killed but then he was cured. He was healed with the breaking of bread. Friends, we are healed as well when we receive God's grace, especially through communion. So I hope today uh, you can look forward to the next time you take it, you receive it, and you feel the grace of God. So it's a gift. And, and I know I, it's one of the greatest blessings of my ministry to serve communion. One of the greatest blessings of me as a Christian is to receive communion. So whatever, don't take it for granted. Look forward with joy and uh, enjoy it when you receive it. Thanks for um, being with us. We're going to pick up tomorrow with uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 13. Have a great rest of your day. See you in the morning.